Hello, everyone, and welcome to Spoiler Alert, a weekly talk radio show for movie and television lovers. Reporting live from lovely Turin, Italy, this week we are covering Eurovision. But I cannot do it alone. I'm also joined by a representative of Lawrence Street, Sonia Stanger. Just doxing me, why don't you? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't give school Good address. evening, Europe, and good morning, Australia. <laughs> Sonia, who do you give your 12 points to? Deuce point to you, Sean. <laughs> I do love that they were like very explicitly like, Europe and Australia. Don't get any yeah. ideas. If, I think um, it's so funny every time. Yeah. Um, Jeremy, who is representing Harbor Landing, uh, his connection's not coming in right now, so I guess maybe we'll try him later in, in the show. So we'll just continue the two of us for right now. <laughs> yes. Mika, Mika and Alessandro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I like that none of us is Lara. No, well, we can't be Lara. Well, Jeremy's Lara, I guess. Because <laughs> there was a very <laughs> awkward moment where she was just gone for a half hour. And then yeah, and then remember? they like made a joke about it. And they were, and then when she came back, they were all were like, "Oh, thank God!" But I was like, "I wonder what she was doing." <laughs> yeah, like was she okay? Oh, she should was... we tell people what we're talking about? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I did mention it a bit, but we are talking about the Eurovision contest that just finished this weekend. Um, and I basically mainlined it. I watched all an a four hour show. All yeah. edited together because I th- what is it's like four shows, four, like a couple pre shows first, right, and then a finale. Well, the like finale itself are- was like four hours. Oh, so okay. I, you might have just. I think you probably just watched the finale if you watched four hours because there's yeah there's like two semifinals I think, and then the finale. Like there's like well there's like each country does their song selection process, which is complicated and I don't understand any of it, and then. Oh. There, it's like who qualifies, and then there's two semifinals, and then the the final. Honestly, if we got it, we need a Eurovision like lawyer. In <laughs> yeah, I the, because like me trying to figure out how many points are total or who gets awarded, like it was very fun and exciting. But I also was like, I have no idea how many public points there are. Like I don't know <laughs> yeah. what's at stake. <laughs> Like, why does I don't this person get literally knows. 200? Because I think the way that they did it this year is different than how they sometimes do it. Oh, okay. With the, I think they sometimes announce all the points at once. And this year they did the, like, country points. Line and by the, line, yeah. So I don't know. I could be wrong anyway, but I, that's my basic It was basic very exciting. And I was. can see why they did that, honestly, because one particular mm-hmm. country got a huge landslide of points. Um, to actually take them to the lead. Which um, I believe was predicted. Y- I actually didn't know that was going to happen, but mm. I guess we'll get to it. Um, oh. Okay, let's start off. Let's start off with the basics. What is your relationship with Eurovision? Mm. Do, you, do you normally yeah. watch? Well, I've only been like a consistent viewer the last few years. Um, so like I definitely watched all the way through last year. I watched this year. And then... In previous years, I've kind of, like, been aware of it. You know, I have, um, like, a family friend who's European who introduced it to me when I was quite young. And I was just like, what is this? This is the silliest, funnest thing. And then actually, um, in 2012, when I did a semester abroad and lived in Sweden, 
not to be that person who's bragging about their semester abroad. Um, (laughs) Sweden actually won that year while I was there. Um, So I like went out in the streets and partied with the Swedes over winning Eurovision. Partied with the Swedes. Uh, Aw. That's really fun. I, yeah, I don't know. I know that Eurovision is major pop culture, like, and I, but I don't know why I've never gotten into it because it seems like right up my alley. Um, And I had a great time, even though it, it, you know, it was a lengthy process. Oh, she's long. Yeah. She's long. And I, I don't know if we're meant to be just sitting on a couch watching. Like I, I was like, this should be like, I should be having snacks and I should be milling in and out. I shouldn't be just <laughs> straight up watching eyes wide for like four hours. Yeah. It it started to make me feel a little bit crazy. But um but it was so fun. Uh I love I love the spectacle. Mm-hmm. And I love a pop song. Well, exactly. Like it like I think it's very funny that you have never gotten more into it because it really is so many things that I associate with Sean. Yeah. I was just telling you that I won a lip sync competition this very weekend. <laughs> this and a lot very of it was, weekend. <laughs> and a lot of it was production value. Mm-hmm. Um, who, okay, who are some of your favorite past Eurovision artists? There's a lot on here that I didn't really know. Or like I had, uh, I guess they, if you are a big star, you can still pop in and sing. Like you can be famous before Eurovision. There's not a there's not a lot that get va- famous from Eurovision, and I feel like the no. only one is I feel like the biggest one is ABBA. Yeah. Um, who are pop geniuses? They've never written a. They've never written a clunker, honestly. But um, yeah. So I was looking, and I was like, "Oh, Olivia Newton-John did it," like Celine Dion. Um, who, oh, Tattoo. Do you remember mm-hmm. Tattoo? I, I love mean, tattoo. I'm a queer woman who was a child in the 90s, so of course. Yeah, they represented Russia, which is honestly kind of uh, not hilarious because it's very dark. But it was like, because I, this, the rumors abound at that year was like, they're going to do some sort of lesbian spectacle to like, uh, change the game or like to get people on their side mm-hmm. and now russia would not be down maybe they i don't think russia would have I, I no i don't think they were ever um when was it do you know it was like 2003 yeah i watched yeah, it this, so like i watched it today and it was actually a really bad performance um, I think one of their, <laughs> I, I was reading in the comments and they were like, Yulia, like his vocals blew out and they only learned the song, like a few, they've only practiced it like once and there was a lot going against them before, but, um, they, they were doing, they were still holding off. It was a good song. Mm. Which is like um, more than you can say about, I don't know, 85% of Eurovision songs. Oh, a lot of Not the songs, rude. a lot of the songs are pretty like generic at best and then sometimes just like kind of painful yeah Um, like i feel like that's part of it i don't know yeah it is and but honestly some and then some of the songs that like were in the top i was like really 
Um, yeah, I know. Okay. And there were some. Like, not, well, I'll, well, I'll get into it, but there was, like, at least one that I feel really should have made it. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, I feel well, like I know which one you're talking about. Okay. <laughs> I think you probably do. <laughs> okay, and then, um, so the format for this, okay, so let's just talk about the Okay, sorry, actual... just before we move on from past performers, I just have to yeah. tell you something extremely funny that I think you'll think is funny. Um... What would you do if I told you that in last year's Eurovision finals, uh, American rapper Flo Rida was one of the vocalists for the entry from San Marino? I would applaud Mr. Rida and I wish him all the best, but I am shocked. It was it was so confusing and shocking. I still don't know why or how it happened, and I refuse to learn. Um, well, they bring back it also a few wasn't a great from- song, but. They bring some people from their golden years. Like Bonnie Tyler Bonnie Tyler did it like honestly recently. <laughs> like yeah. after the fact. And like Katrina and the Waves did it way like 15 years after they had the hits. So wow. sometimes you Yeah, it's a the like name place, will get you there. It's a place beyond time, I think. You're Your so right. Is. It is a place beyond time because in some ways I'm like style pop like sensibilities a lot of these things just don't exist it's a it's a plane where anything can happen truly um and it does and it did okay so let's talk about this particular year so um it in the opening there was the uh there was this sort of like live aid live aid like um performance for peace um sort of yeah for for sort of yeah it it opened and then it moved right into the opening number where what was her name laura this like italian i want to say laura Pocini or something oh yeah 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 she did a medley where and i i was like wait am i watching the right program it feels like they're editing her <laughs> I I was I thought I watched six different performances, but I was like, or is she doing epic changes very quickly? Like I didn't I couldn't I, quite wrap my head around it. Is that what was happening? I also couldn't, and I was like, okay, either because they do, I think they do do a combination of like pre-taped stuff sometimes. Um, but the the whole final itself was like live broadcast. So I was like, right. either this is like some extreme editing magic and maybe the audience was just like watching it on big screens um or these are like some of the most impressive quick changes i've ever seen in my entire life to some of the most boring songs i've ever heard yeah like i she fully changed from i guess in retrospect she could have just been wearing the she ended in this sort of black bodysuit and Mm. she could have just been doing different colored coats over top but I was like the the astounding swiftness that she's getting from coat to coat is honestly insane. It um, was. And so that was like, I think that these are several years put together or something. I don't know. But then I, I, I don't know. I think I, I settled on the fact that it was live. Mm. But I still, I still it felt like it. Have questions. I have concerns about how she did this. Oh, and then, want, maybe that's what happened to her. 
It was so fast she got completely overwhelmed and then had to take a break. She's like, I have to lie down. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, and then secondly, the theme is this, uh, <laughs> the sound of beauty. And what yeah. does the sound of beauty mean to you, Sonia? Not the I sound mean, of music. Yeah. It means Eurovision because it is like meaningless and pretend meaningful in this way that is so completely Eurovision in the way that like many of the song lyrics in the competition will be. Um, it just is utter nonsense and I love it, you know? It was complete nonsense. It was it was very like, we do need a theme, <laughs> but it doesn't need to be anything. I think that's traditional though. It's like, like I think a, it's often it's often like <laughs> I can't even think of a good example, but something equally meaningless, but that sounds like it would be something. Yeah, like a like Julia Louis Dreyfus's um, campaign slogan, like just exactly. like it has to like it says something, but no one can quite pin down exactly what it says. Yeah, I think so it's then, exactly that. What does the sound of beauty mean to you? Well, great question. <laughs> and something I guess I'll be thinking about over these next couple of days. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then we get into some of the performances. And we, they do this sort of, the way to piece it together is that when we move on to each country, we follow a drone and they take us across, <laughs> across uh, mountains and rivers and they take us to our next country. Mm-hmm. And then we see the performer sort of uh, dancing or like goofing around, but they're being projected against like the Parthenon or like yeah. <laughs> sort of things from their country. Yeah. It, well, it's not, it was okay, so funny. it's not, it's not things from their country. What it actually is, is like, that's the way that they showcase the host country. So it's like different places around the host country. So those were all places in Italy. And then they oh. just would show like the artists from, that were about to perform, like, superimposed, yeah, like, on the side of a mountain or whatever. That was all Italy? Because uh, mm-hmm. a lot it's, of it was just, like... really want to go. It did, because some of it was just, like, a mountain. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it's quite beautiful out here. Or, like, a countryside. Yeah. Um, yeah, that actually... I think that part's really cool, because you get to, like, see different parts of the, the host country. Yeah, true. Yeah, we need to go to Italy. We do. But the little drone did make me laugh every time. Like, I was like, why? Because it was, that was like digitally added. And presumably some of that video was taken with a drone. But it's just like, what, what is this little drone for? I know. They're like, throw it to you, drone. I I don't know. They they really wanted to feature the drone. They wanted the drone to be in the shot. Yeah. I don't Um, know what it was for. And then we start getting into some of these performances. Um, yeah, how do you want to do this? Do you want to go, like, the ones that sort of stuck out to you? Yeah, because um, I don't know that we have time to talk about all 25. No, we don't. And I some will of them say, were quite boring. <laughs> some were very, some I didn't even make any notes about because I was like, I don't remember a dang thing. Okay, I do want to talk about Finland for a second. <laughs> Let's. Finland, Finland was a man, He he appeared in just a... A yellow rain slicker uh, with a yellow balloon. It was very scary. It was it, basically. Um, yeah. And then he, he had, his hair was like, I thought like a mass of, like a sort of the weekend, like a Finland finished the weekend 
But then when who's, the camera who's gets- the lead singer of The Cure? That's who he looked like oh, to me. Yeah, Robert Smith. It was very Robert bad. Smith, yeah. Except that when you get into that hair, you see it's like feathers and like sort of other oh, yeah. rubbish sort of like stuck in there. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was like scarecrow. It was distracting. Realness. Yeah, he was giving scarecrow. It was kind of gross. I don't really was, remember I his song. <laughs> it was it wasn't great if i recall correctly um my note that i wrote down was i don't think i have anything to say about this that isn't mean (laughs) oh yeah but it did feel very eurovision to me you know like it was like that guitarist good rock song exactly that lady guitarist then they'd like you know you know when you push your backs together and you kind of slump (laughs) over each other but backward they were doing that (laughs) they were rocking out they sure were. Um, and then the second one that I remember, what was it? Uh, Norway, perhaps. With the wolves. Norway was doing a great wolf, a wolf song. Is the wolf? The song is just called like "Give That Wolf a Banana." <laughs> yeah, is that what it is? <laughs> or else it'll eat your grandma. I think is. <laughs> Is yep. the full yeah? What is the idea behind the song? It is um, it is if you give if the, you give the wolf a banana, they will not yeah. eat your grandma. Yeah, I think they're also from the moon. Is like some of the lore of these these wolves. I actually really <laughs> yeah, like so, them. <laughs> I did too. They so like yeah. So the whole crew was in these like I don't know, almost like mascot outfits of these like, like yellow wolves. And they had three backup dancers that were in, like, yellow morph suits, but black accessories, which I yeah. really thought was cool. Yeah. And um, and that song was fun. I was mm-hmm. into that song. It, it's one of the few songs that, like, really stuck in my head. Yeah, like, it was, I, I mean, it's like, you know, uh, Scandinavian pop is, like, really a thing, you know, like, some of the, the great pop scientists of the world come from that part of the world. Um yeah, true. yeah, I feel that it was very underrated. Um, not yeah, by the public. Get, I think the public loved them, but they didn't get much. They didn't get much critical love. I actually, I thought they were going to be in the top like five. Well, the thing we should say is that like we we will never understand the nuances of the no. politics of Eurovision, but basically, no. like the way the countries award the points is never about the actual performance itself. It's about complex European relationships and who's mad at who and who wants to beat who. So and yeah, I don't put too it, much stock in it, but I still feel that it was rude. And in saying that, how does a country give the points? Because I thought that's when every, when the public was voting, I thought that's what those points were, but that actually comes later. So the country that gives their 12 points who, what is that deciding party? They have a jury. They have a jury of, I don't know who, music people, Eurovision <laughs> yeah. people. It's unclear who they are, but yeah, they like vote. So they decide the points and then get like phoned in by their spokesperson. And that actually, we'll probably get to this later, but we will. The, sh- the, uh, the showmanship of cutting to each random representative from each country and they just be like, and we're with Giovanni, and then a very strange, like, fully Hunger Games-looking person would just be like, <laughs> "Hello, <laughs> we give our points," <laughs> and 
like the there there was a show behind even them giving the points like like mm-hmm. I feel like they're the actual um band and the singer from each country uh was the the A show but the B show was whoever presented the points because they had to do a bit of a memorable mo- little moment and a lot of people some people did really good at that some um, people anyway. did and some people talked too long and then Mika cut them off. And, <laughs> and then Mika say, had to say, points. Mika had to say, give us your 12 points, please. And yeah. I feel like that is so degrading. It is. I, th- I feel for like Mika it was for to him talk as well. He way. didn't seem happy to be doing it. No. Mika, honestly, like this is an aside. Mika was so fun. I haven't thought of this he name was. in 15 years. And he w- his performance was great. He was like, he's still so handsome. And like was a great host. Yeah, I it was so funny because I it didn't even click for me that that's who that was. They kept calling him Mika, but I was like, oh, it's like that's just a European <laughs> name. And it's then like he John. started performing, and I was like, oh, that Mika, like that, like instrumental to my teen iPod Mika. Very very iPod music. He did um, a medley of his iPod music uh, later in the show. And and honestly kind of showed up the actual performer. And it was it was amazing. And was. also like that huge, there's like a big inflatable heart. Again, I don't know the timing of any of this because all of a sudden it blew up a massive inflatable heart behind him. Im- impossibly fast. I think the production is really, really something. Yeah, I would love to get a behind the scenes of that production. Because, like, if I felt like I was there for four hours, although you just said it was live, you keep saying it's live. So well, yeah, that's the thing. Like, there. I don't really know because I was watching it, like, live on YouTube, I think, as it was happening. So, I don't know. Because there Such were also no ad breaks, but. Yeah. Um. So then the next one that I would like to speak about is Armenia. Mm. And she was the girl that. Her set, also everyone had an insane set, basically. Like, yeah. I don't know how they threw up these major sets in such a short time. Um, and she was just in a white room where seemingly everything, lamp, walls, bed, was covered in, like, post-it notes or, like, toilet paper or, like, like some pages, sort of white. Like pages, yeah. Yeah, pages. And then she would, like, rip off a few and there'd be things behind them. And then eventually she ripped off an entire wall and she walked out to face the crowd. That was nuts. I was thinking like they must have had video feed behind her when she was in there because otherwise the whole crowd of like thousands of people would have just been looking at like a box. A box. Yeah. But I like, again... They threw up. They threw this up in such a short amount of time. They must be several yeah. stages. I don't know. I was wondering that too. Or like, did they like record the performances? I don't know. I anyway, don't know, if you're so. a Eurovision, we like, got we got to do more research. I guess if if you're a Eurovision like expert, you got to get to us because this was confusing. Um. Oh, and then another one that stood out for me. Sorry, mm-hmm. that came before Armenia. And I oh, feel yeah. that they were robbed, and I'm mad about it, is France. Oh. Now, they, France, you, I felt they must have 
they got all of these insane camera tricks. Like, you know how some mm. people, they just got normal camera work. This per France got, like, they pulled out the budget for the camera work. They really did. Because they basically, their song was basically like a Celtic rave. Um, and they sang it in Breton, which is like a an old Celtic language. Um, like Breton, Brittany is like part of, anyway. Um, Spears? So that's really cool because it's like a minority language. Um, a minority Celtic language. And normally France does these like really boring like ballady just Mm -hmm. their entries are often really boring and so this was like such a breath of fresh air like it was like electro pop like celtic rave is the only way that i can describe it and i and they did really badly they came in second last i think because everyone else in europe is mad at france because of their response to ukraine the ukraine situation like um that's what i wondered what was behind a lot of it like because germany also got nothing Literally exactly. zero. And I think point. it has to be something. So yeah, there's, there's, it's political for sure. But I'm sad because I feel like now France is going to go back to having really boring, boring. Yeah. Like schlocky performances. Yeah, you're right. That was, that was amazing. <laughs> um, okay. Well, I guess we should take a small break. Uh, we'll okay. be back talking Eurovision on 91.3 FM, CJGR, Regina Community Radio tuned into the community and we're back on 91.3 fm cjtr regina community radio talking all things eurovision um but first we'll check in to see if our representative from harbor landing jeremy Legui is is in with us jeremy oh no i i get no he's still lost he's still lost so perhaps no game today for the first show ever we'll have to get a random a random European man in a suit to tell us the scores instead. <laughs> yeah, I did love when they did that. They're like, I guess we got to get the guy running the show. And he just like took off his headphones and he's like, oh, Romania gives their 12 to Germany. Except nobody gave any to Germany. So yeah. that didn't work. Um, exactly. Okay, so like who in the initial of everyone doing their tune, who else stuck out? For me, another one was Spain. Um because it I knew was you would say that. hot, 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 hot. It was crazy. There was just vocals. There was butt. There was like very dancing. Yeah. They really went all out. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Because sometimes what it seems like is that the performers will like really go all out on the performance and then it sometimes like affects their singing a bit. I noticed that with a few others. But yeah. This was like full on like a Beyonce show. Um, I also have questions about the pre-record or like the audio. Like how much I know it's supposed to be live, but I found a lot mm-hmm. of the vocals were very pointedly amazing in a in a, in a way that I don't think would be happening in a space that big and like all of the mm. the stuff that was happening. So I I have my doubts that not that a few of them weren't lip syncing, but I don't mean to really? cast like these completely? aspersions to Spain. I don't know, or like had a very major backing vocal or something like that. Yeah, well, for sure the backing vocals was something I noticed where there would be like these huge vocals where you're like, okay, this is like. 
20 people singing. Yeah, there's only four of you on stage. Yeah. This is coming from somewhere. (laughs) Yeah, that was crazy hot. Um, Ooh, another one that stuck out for me was Germany, even though I was just talking about them. Because he was doing like a like a really sort of shite American singer impression, it felt like. Um, yeah. And he rhymed his, he did a rhyme that stuck out to me so hard. So he was like, he said like so hard and then rhymed it with fast, but he pronounced it like farst just so he could rhyme it. And it was like a part <laughs> of the chorus. So he did it a lot. He's like, Time is moving so fast, like just to hit. And I was like, this is insane. It That was like one of the wildest yeah, choices for me. Taking cursive singing to a whole new level. Yeah, you can't just bend a word to fit where you want it to go. But in this case, he did. It didn't pay off for him. Uh, he They did cut to him when he was the last place and he looked completely loaded. I think he was like, I think he was the country's disappointment. And that's really sad. It is sad. But it's like Germany's fault. Like, it's not his fault, I think. that Although, he was bad. Like, I... That was the only one that I skipped ahead. I, like, watched part of it, and I was just like, oh, my God, this is so boring and not good. Whoa. (laughs) And I'm sorry, Germany, for that, but... I couldn't do it. Well, it's not a great idea to piss off Germany, Sonia, so... I hope that works out for you. <laughs> um, who else stuck out for you? Um, oh, another one that I liked that we hadn't talked about yet was actually um, Portugal. Um, mm. It was like, what, six or eight women um, like in a circle on stage and it was mostly acapella like i think there was a bit of backing but it was like mostly their voices yes um and they had like these a, like really beautiful harmonies like a that singing one circle I really liked. yeah yeah um another so one that one i really oh. liked also the main girl was really really hot <laughs> oh okay i see i see now where we're at <laughs> not to objectify but it helped it helped you know gazing respectfully you were doing um, <laughs> let's talk about another, um, sexy lady from Lithuania. Mm-hmm. Did you like that hair or no? That was the, that was the black bowl cut. I think you must. Oh, that was her. I don't remember her song, but I remember the bowl cut. <laughs> and maybe in that way, it's a her good song, way to make an impression. I... <laughs> yeah, I think that was the goal. Um, I kept changing my mind about it. It truly was like I don't know that I've ever seen more of a true bowl cut. Like it was so round. It was aggressively. Um, a it was bowl just a cut. round black wig. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I think she was going for like a twenties thing, like a flapper thing. Yeah. That was kind of what I got. Or maybe, I saw maybe BBC. I don't know. It was like it was fine. BBC like tweeted a photo of um Fleabag's sister when she got that haircut. When <laughs> Claire, it's French. <laughs> yeah, and uh, which is pretty rude. I think they did something that was like, but she pulls it off or something. But it was like <laughs> you're rude. Um, yeah, that is rude. I like it. And uh, 
who well i think we need to also talk about ukraine mm, mm-hmm. ukraine i didn't know what to expect because i thought perhaps it would be like i don't know like a bit of a, a ballad or something a little i don't know emotional do you know what i'm talking about and it was interesting you didn't find it emotional well, it was just one of those Eurovision things where it's like uh, a sick beat and then like an uh, a old-timey instrument mashup. Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and uh, I do. And honestly, <laughs> I'm personally very here for that. Like that's something I feel like I really like in Eurovision. Yeah, we'll like talk for- about Moldova, but they had some of that oh, as yeah. well. Moldova is um, very much so. <laughs> but i don't know for me it it really did it like it was like yeah like the kind of the like traditional folk music and then like ukrainian hip-hop which i thought was cool yeah and like a yeah like pink bucket hat and then two of the two of the men i literally if this is offensive i would be so mad i would be so mad at myself but one of them there's like two guys in these big yarn costumes and maybe it's like some sort of like Mm -hmm. a cultural moment and i don't understand it but I thought it was, it's like those, they looked like those iPad commercials when like colors just like danced. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, like mm-hmm. big fur blobs danced. Um, so anyway, I, I guess that's rem- not what. Yeah, I'm like trying to remember what they were wearing. I didn't, they were just wearing like Apparently big, it didn't make that much of an impression of me. <laughs> they wore like big balls of yarn. I don't know. It was, I was surprised. I, it was a great like time and a great song but i was like i guess i didn't expect that from ukraine but everyone Mm. there was also the underlying of the entire show was people just being like hey love you ukraine like uh every every even though they'd be like we're giving our points to like moldova but love you ukraine Mm mm-hmm yeah, it okay, this is interesting actually. Let's get into this because I felt like they were really trying to walk a fine line of kind of like talk like everybody talking about like peace and unity and all these things, mm-hmm. but in this very like kind of shallow way and it felt like they were kind of like the hosts and the show itself was kind of avoiding actually talking about Ukraine specifically and it was only like participants or spokespeople from other countries that were like kind of bringing Ukraine in. Did you feel like that too? I I was a very I yeah, I think people were conscious about I don't know about what they were maybe what their politics were. Like I'm sure that every as you said the politics of every country is like subject to you know, that we can't understand it. So like, if you are a representative from Italy or something, you would be like, I kind of want this job. I don't really want to fall either way on something if it's Mm. going to create some weird political conflict. But yeah, it was, it it was very strange, especially because like, I don't know if we should just like spoil who wins. Um, Might as well. But Ukraine ends up winning. And like, Mm-hmm. I don't know if the song deserved it. Well, okay, so this is a tricky thing, I feel. Because 
I don't know. I, I get that. I think it was really good. But even if it was like a symbolic victory, I don't know if you've heard about all the people from like Britain and Spain, especially because they were like second and third. Yeah. Um, Who are like furious about this. They're really? just like verklempt that Ukraine won. And to me, it's a bit just like, Okay, but at the end of the day, it is a song contest that means nothing. And literally the entire country of Ukraine was under shell warnings and people were dying, like, as soon as it was over. So it is a bit, it's jarring for me that people have their heads so far up where the sun don't shine Mm -hmm. to just, like, not have that perspective, you know? Yes. Um, I did like, not it's know. Like this, this couldn't mean less. <laughs> no, it's true, and I, I, I didn't really know that. But also, yeah. So now I'm like, mm. so Ukraine hosts it next year. Is this going to happen? I don't well, know. I think that's a question that a bunch of people have. I don't really know what will happen, but because um, yeah, that's usually what happens is that like the winner hosts the next year. And then maybe in some ways, a literal war torn country hosting it, like would be quite an eye-opener. Um, mm. Okay, let... Well, because it is, I mean, and this this isn't like a this, I don't know that this is like a this year specific thing. Like, there is definitely, like, Eurovision is a very sanitized event, yeah. you know? Like, it's very removed from the actual reality of the world. So it is kind of interesting, I think, seeing, like, the war filtered through this, like, <laughs> surreal camp-filled production event, you know? And even, like, maybe we can now move on to, like, um, the country each giving their points. Because, yeah, I also, when the representative from Ukraine gave her points, I was like, where are you? What is going on? Mm -hmm. It was, like, yeah. I, I guess I just wish that they didn't, like, if they gave her a bit more of a moment to just talk about, like, what her day was instead of the literal like mm-hmm. you have 20 seconds so you're say where they're going and because it's like how is your jury doing this right now i don't know yeah i know well and i also heard that the performers themselves had to go back to ukraine like this week and go fight um so it is like i don't know it it, it there is something really it's very about very bizarre the collision of those two realities and totally. i also i don't know if you noticed this i feel like they were avoiding giving the ukrainians the mic at the performance because oh. they like went around and talked to a few of the other countries in the like green room area where they all sit after they perform you're so and right they, like yeah. mika went over to ukraine and like could ha- there was time for him to have like handed him the mic and let him talk but Mika like filled space instead and then they like moved to the next thing. So yeah, I don't know. I feel like they, I guess they were trying to avoid anything too like quote unquote political or like, I don't know, substantial, but it, it, there is something kind of weird about like giving them this symbolic victory, everyone kind of like expressing love in these different ways, but not letting them actually talk about the reality of it. Like you were saying. Yeah. Like if the lead singer was like, yeah, I actually have to go rape to war as soon as it's done. Like, that is very right. sobering. Anyway, so that's mm-hmm. that sucks. I I do wish they changed yeah. something there. 
Um, I am glad, I will just say quickly, I am glad that they barred Russia from entering. I feel like that's the least that they could have done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Literally, the bar is on the ground, but yeah. The bar is on the ground, but we cannot have tattoo popping in. Right. Not right now, tattoo. Tattoo, please. Um, um, okay. Can we talk about Moldova quickly before we talk about Oh, like, the, yes, yes, yes. Moldova. The vote. Because, yeah, they. this is ultimate Eurovision, right? It, it truly is. This is it's kooky. like simple plan meets klezmer meets polka. It's, yeah, like it's folk, what is it? Folklore and rock and roll. <laughs> kooky accordion dance beat, uh, electric guitar. Yeah, it was all of that. They yeah, I they were it. having and fun. they it just was like fun and yeah, it was exactly like they had the best vibes. They seemed so fun. I feel like the crowd you could tell the crowd was loving it. Yeah, the crowd does not get behind the the soaring anthems. Gotta be honest, but you yeah. know you're here to entertain. Um, so then each of the they cut to each country. They just do a literal twenty seconds of a fab person popping up and saying a little quip like "Hello from Estonia," and then they give their points and then they are out. But it is such an effective, like small window. And who was it? Austria. This guy like had this whole, he popped a champagne bottle during his 20 seconds and like shook up his bottle before giving his points. It was, there's a bit of an art to to doing the presentation of your points. Uh, There really is. And like, I just think it's so funny there. Like, cause it's like by, satellite video or whatever so there's always like a a delay that like every year there's always a weird delay um it just there's a part of it do do you find it almost like tense like it almost like stresses me out i think that one of the funniest moments of television period is the small moment when the anchor throws it to the other person and they're like and what do you have to say gwendolyn and then she is just grinning ear to ear and like silent, staring at the yes. camera for several seconds before she's like, thank you, Mika. Like, I think that point where everyone's like, what's going on before she starts speaking is so funny. And that happened with every it single is. one of It these. really is. Yeah. Yeah. Except for a few and of them where does. the video feed just cut right out. Um. Yeah, they were like, well, we can't get a hold of this person, so... They're actually just axed. Um, And then after all of those countries give their 12 points, and also maybe 8 points and 10 points that they didn't announce, I don't know. Again, yes, I think. How? Yeah, yeah, they're so confusing. I think it's every number up to 12. Up to 12? Yeah, like I think they give 12 countries points. Oh, so they can give like one point to someone. Oh. Yes. Well, that is so confusing. Um, it is really confusing and I don't understand. And then they, after that, then Mika and uh, the other two, again, I'm sorry to them, Lara, Alessandro, <laughs> they go to by line by line and they say which country, what the public points were, and they just assign random points mm-hmm. to people. Sometimes you get a hundred. Sometimes yeah, like you get first, zero. 
at first, because the first few were like pretty low, I was like, okay, maybe it's like the percentage of the votes and that's how they do it. And then someone got like 200 and some and I was like, okay, it's not that, I guess. So I have no idea. I don't know if anyone knows. Yeah, like I just like, oh, maybe turn the votes into points. Like maybe total it's a thousand votes or something. And then, yeah, the percentage of it mm. you get. But it didn't, that doesn't make oh, any that sense. Makes sense. But I don't, that doesn't, I don't think that actually works because then we get to Ukraine and they got 439 points from the public, which was made them win by hundreds of points. Mm -hmm. So that was. Yeah, because the the UK was like, I think, 100 points ahead of them in jury points. Yeah. And they like, because Ukraine was very middle of the road before the public points. Yeah. UK is salty. And whatever. Yeah, they're so I salty. Well, they, I think they often are. Like, I think they're very sore losers and winners, to be honest, when it comes to Eurovision. Oh, yeah. I didn't I didn't love whatever. But, it's, I'm like, okay, it's falsetto. You do, do what you do. Yeah, I wasn't I, that Kate, impressed. I wanted to ask you about that. I also don't think it was that good of a song. It wasn't that good of a song. He, fi- he performed it fine, but... Yeah, I was just like, mm-hmm. all right. Not not my Yeah, I cup. thought there were lots that were better, but not my cuppa. Um <laughs> Exactly. And then yeah, it then it wrapped up very quickly after that. Ukraine got their hundreds of points and they then they sang their song. And that's the end of the that mm-hmm. was the finale. Yeah, and then it kinda of just ends. They let them talk for like Six seconds. Yeah. But that was a very fun, you know, couple hours that I've had to, I put in every, uh, squeeze in throughout the last couple days. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you had fun. I, when I, when I started watching it, I was like, oh, I got to get Sean on, on this. I need, I need to talk to Sean about I know, what I'm it, watching right I now. I feel like it's one of those things where I'm like. You know, when everyone's like, you need to watch this movie. It's great. I'm like, okay, relax. And I just have like kind of <laughs> yeah. not uh, put in the work, put in the research. But you know mm-hmm. what? Next year. Well, because it's very, it's very involved. I think we should have a party next year. Next year, the Eurovision party. It's happening. One of us is having it. Perfect. Because like, it's a costume party. You can do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, we didn't really talk about, like, the fashion. The fashion was extravagante. There was, yeah, who was, mm-hmm. who was some, what are some outfits that really popped out to you besides the fox and the banana, or the wolf and the banana, because I <laughs> yeah, love. Yeah, I was about to say, wolf. Very striking costumes Excuse for you. them. Yes. Um, uh, Australia, actually. Yeah, I was going to um, say Australia. Had a really, really incredible costume i actually don't want to i don't know the performer's pronouns and i don't um, want to say the wrong i, I agree that right. was that will be that is in uh yeah i don't know either but they had a like crystal face mask and then a major white sort of inflatable gown situation it was awesome also, I hate to go yeah, back to so beautiful, like a. No, I hate go to go back it. to Mika, but uh, oh, his, his suits 
with his sort of like faux tie, like untied tie, like all all of his different colored suits, and he was doing the exact same silhouette, but like different color every time. I was very into that. Mm-hmm. I was I so into it, and also his looks for his performance were so good. I want to sit like that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Not a lot of other outfits stuck out to me. A lot of it was doing this sort of drab, like camel colored, like uh, Yeezy sort of um, yeah. things, like very underdressed. And, you know, it's fine, but it's not, it's not much of an impact. No, it's really not. Oh, you know who else was good that we didn't talk about? Romania. What was Romania's? Yeah, Mama, Baby, Bay. That one. Oh. It was like a little twink in a bolero moment. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, And also. And some really good choreo. Did Romania, when she presented, do this weird hand washing thing? Or. Wait, was that her? No, that was. um, Oh, Serbia. That That was was, um, Serbia. Serbia, because it was a reference to the song. Which I, I also didn't understand, and I looked up what it meant, and I still didn't understand. I I didn't either, but everyone seemed to know the reference. And then when one of the people gave their 12 points to Serbia, she did the hand motion. And I was like, everyone yes. knows this except me. I yeah. know, it's so weird. I think part of it is that like the process leading up to the Eurovision finals is so long that people who are kind of like in it the whole time hear those songs so many times yeah. that like things that don't seem iconic if you watch them one time are like become a big deal. But and apparently like that audience... song was about like the pressure on artists to be healthy. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's not quite so weird. I did not, not first not know that that was a pressure and second that uh, that was the, <laughs> yeah, the thing. Yeah, I don't know what it I don't really know what it meant, but But <laughs> you if, gotta love the those hyper specific Eurovision culture. Yeah, and if it was if this is if I was hosting the Eurovision costume party, I think I might have just brought along a little pitcher of water and like a white outfit and done her. Because that's That would be uh, smart. That's recognizable. Um okay, Sonia. Well, thank thing. you for joining just me. Uh in rehashing Eurovision. That was really fun. A great suggestion. And I guess next week we'll, we'll be back with our fearless uh, father figure, Jeremy. Uh, <laughs> and uh, doing a, what, what is it? Um, the comeback. Mm, yes. And I'm excited for that. Cause he is coming back. He's going to be uh, coming back. Yeah. Wait, well, we'd like to thank Saskatoon Sagarius for letting us use their song Manitouna for our theme song. We'd like to thank everyone here at CJTR and all of you at home for letting us your ears. We're broadcast Wednesdays at 6, Fridays at 3, and are available as a podcast on Spotify, Apple Play, and anywhere else podcasts are played. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, so give us a follow, and have a good night. Bye. Bye. Oh, I should have said ciao. <laughs>